Utah's best sports radio is on the Zone Sports Network. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is... And it's time to kick off Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's a big show. Is everybody ready? It's Thirsty Thursday. Happy Thursday. Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. That's right. It is The Big Show, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Welcome on in. Thank you very much for making us a part of your day. Uh, filling in for Gordon today, Gordon uh, a little bit under the weather. We hope he gets some rest and uh, and get back gets back soon. But yeah, PK really. is here, the one and only Patrick Kinahan. Catch him six to ten each and every morning. Don't miss a column at twelve eighty thezone dot com and uh, a little podcast with Gordon Monson called In Contention. I got in trouble for not plugging everything you two were involved in the other other day. So well, I, I want to make sure that that I get it all in. I was there. driving home from Utah practice. I heard the whole. In contention. I just thought we, you know, we're talking about the you. contentious in contention. We're making you. You were breaking news. You're making it happen, and and uh, Gordon just deflects it back onto Gordon. That's two, all. Two things I do in his business: I break news and I break hearts. You break hearts in the business. All right. You're looking good today, Jake. How are you, buddy? I love you. <laughs> okay. Uh, I don't. I, I'm a little uncomfortable, but gonna, love you back, buddy. I'm love you back. Agree with everything you say today. You are not. I am too. It wouldn't be a show with the two of us mm-hmm. if that happened. Uh, Dirk Facer's son Austin is our uh, remote tech. Read the last two words under this text at eight oh eight eight oh or one oh eight. What's it say? The last two words to the far right. Uh, it says, uh, "Be nice." Okay, now uh, now to send it me to me. It's from Gordon Monson. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, good. You know what? Really good to hear. Old Gordo is is keeping an eye out for me. That's nice of him. That is that is nice of him. So okay, all right. You butthead, Jake Scott. (laughs) That lasted about lasted about ten seconds. Hey, we are here at Homie. Real quick, check them out. Homie.com. They're reinventing the way you buy or sell homes and they're saving you thousands and i do mean thousands in the process you got to check them out homie.com uh we'll be talking to the gang around here throughout uh the show uh pk right off the bat though i gotta say joe ingles show back and sounding better than ever that was uh joey i that was uh great man he he's those interviews are can't miss radio you guys do a great job i think everyone wants us to, wants to see the jazz do well because it's just better for the shows as it is for byu utah and utah state for that matter but dj and i are especially hardcore the two most passionate jazz fans every wednesday if they play 
Because he'll be in a good mood yeah. <laughs> on Thursday. Yes. But uh, I will say this. He co- he comes on after losses. He's come on after oh, some, he comes on some all the time. really just, tough just, losses. It's just better if they come on. If, oh, I get it. If they win on Wednesday. But it's a compliment to him that, I mean, what this is going into. Six? six year six. We started it about halfway through his first year. Yep. And he does not he does not miss he does he, he's committed to it over these years and he he comes on and you got to give him a lot of credit uh is, you know doing the post game pk sometimes after some tough losses that locker room gets empty pretty quick yeah you know it, the people speed out of there a little bit and joe will still uh call you up and give you you know 20 or so dynamite minutes he's regardless. talked about how he made a commitment and so he didn't make a commitment if only they win he's made a commitment to be on the show and he has the young twins, obviously, so he's up. I know this morning we were waiting for him to call in after he dropped his daughter off at an appointment some type of preschool, I guess. And so, yeah, he called in. And this year especially, uh, because the team is expected to be good, it was a, you know, they didn't beat a great Oklahoma City team, but I believe on opening night teams play a little bit better than maybe they are sometimes because Oklahoma City has stuff to prove because Chris Paul was rejected. Uh, two or three guys of the on the, in the starting lineup rejected by the Clippers. So these guys take this stuff personal. So this is not supposed to be a good team, but I don't think it's a bad team. In fact, if you listen to the Joe Ingles interview, and you can go back and listen to it on our website, and then we always replay it in the first hour the next morning, he's talking about how this team is going to get some impressive victories this year. And I think if you look at their lineup, that that's a fact, because they've got, they've got some established players. Gallinari's an established player, Stephen Adams, Chris Paul. Then they've got some younger guys, some guys from Kentucky. And those guys from Kentucky, I've said for years, Calipari knows how to recruit, Alexander being one of them. And they are a decent team. And and the Jazz, you know, did they fart around a little bit? Not maybe that, that's too strong, but just kind of not take it easy. But uh, I don't even know what the word or phrase is because not go through the motions. But the point is it was winning time in fourth quarter, and it came up big. And everybody loved it. Everybody went home happy. Everybody woke up happy. Including Joe Ingles. Including Joe Ingles, which is what I, I want the most. They can If they lose, lose on Tuesdays or Thursdays. Don't lose Wednesday nights. Uh, I was over at Jazz practice today, and you know what part of the, the Joe Ingles show was uh, was a little bit of buzz over there, breaking a little news everybody was, uh, was talking about a little bit, was uh, he called J.J. Redick. And uh, he talked about that on your show today. When, he did. Uh, adjusting to the, the sixth man role, they called J.J. Redick, who's also making a similar adjustment uh, in New Orleans and, and uh, batted the idea about with him, which uh, I, good for him. Makes I think sense because he obviously he's been a starter for the last few years. Still played big minutes, 33 minutes. Uh, and he recalled he when we had him on in prior years when J.J. was with the Clippers that Joe was assigned to run around trying to chase J.J. off the 47 picks on any given possession that the Clippers would set for him. And so they became uh, obviously acquaintances at least, and you would think that that J.J. would have some, maybe some advice, some counsel. And Joe's serious about this. And he's, and, and two, the thing that I've noticed, when he was playing big minutes, it's about the team. He's playing big minutes now. When he's playing, coming off the bench, it was about the team. When he was starting, it's about the team. You know, you hear guys that just don't care about their stats. And you kind of, yeah, is that really true? But, you know, they re-upped him for another year, so he's going to be here this year and at least another couple more. So he's getting his money. And so, really, at this point, what do stats matter at 32 years of age? He's established himself. ESPN had him listed as the 62nd best player in the league. That's just an incredible ascension from where he was just six years ago to where he is now. And so, as he finishes out his career the next few years, he wants to win basketball games. And he's already a legend in this town. But could you imagine if they did the unimaginable? 
that group of guys forever. Oh my gosh, in this community, I mean, they it would, there would be, be something. something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and that's that's been one interesting part about the radio show over the six years is we've kind of been along for the ride on that journey because when he first started doing the show, he wasn't playing. He wasn't playing all that much. You remember right, exactly. that, that that first year he played. Uh, Quite a bit at the beginning of the year because they were dealing with uh, injury issues and that sort of thing. And then he went through the stretch uh, on and off that year where it was it was play some nights, don't play others. Yeah, and, he didn't and know. And we've been along for the ride. For his ascension. For, yeah. for the whole ascent, which has been really cool. I've talked to, I've talked really to him cool. about that. And because that first year he didn't have any family with him. No, it was just him. It was just him. So that, I got to know him. I was, it was a couple of events and just have an opportunity to talk to him. And after practice, and he wasn't necessarily in a hurry to go anywhere because he didn't have anywhere to go because he was alone. So I got to know him a little bit and uh, had dinner with him. And, and uh, then I said, Joe, I think you'd be really good at this. Yeah, sure. Let's do it. And then to see him. And about, about I think it was about three years ago. I texted him and I said, Joe, I am really happy for you and to see where you've come. When he, when he had the breakout season and hit 40-some percent right. from three, right. and it was clear, okay, this guy's an NBA player. He's not coming to camp each year to make the team. He's already made it. And we exchanged some texts back and forth about that. To see you be where you are, where you were and where you are, this is three years ago, it's just amazing. And I was happy for him. I appreciated him doing it on the show. We had him on the show. It didn't matter whether he was a good player or not. He's just a fun guy to talk to. Great person. And to actually have him step up and be an integral part of teams that are advancing in the playoffs and winning 50 games, it's incredible. We struck gold with it. Yep. It's, it's certainly been great. And episode one, year six, is up online at 1280thezone.com and uh, certainly worth a listen. Uh, we're going to uh, talk about the game coming up uh, right in the split story of the day momentarily. We're also going to get into this uh, Ute fan situation that's broken loose online today. I know that uh, you've been t- uh, tweeting about it, PK. And interestingly enough, Mark Harlan uh, sends out a statement, sends out a release on it. Good for him. Good for him. Yeah, absolutely. It's turned into a big story. And I certainly want to make it clear that I've been in this business for 30 years, and I've been to places all over the country and fan bases, and 99% of the fans are great, and that includes Ute fans. And if anybody is going after Ute fans uh, with an S, not a ZZ, but with an S, uh, that's pretty silly. This is one dude, and, and it was ridiculous. And I put out I, and I took some heat. One, one Butte fan told me to grow up. As an ASU fan, I can't do that. What? What are you talking about, man? That has nothing to do with it. Grow up. Yeah, grow up. Yeah, I can read you the truth. You, you I need, need to, to grow, grow up. up. Yeah. Not, not somebody else in this right, whole situation, right. but because you. I'm, in, I'm exasperating the flip. No, I'm trying to point out, because we get it. I get it. And I know you probably yep. get it, too. The anonymous. Not that this guy was anonymous. Supposed to be the dentist up there in Hartford. Well, in I Heber think that City. didn't they have to do a little research on that to, to put the pieces together? Yeah, and it was quickly done. Because I had it sent to me. I didn't know about it. I had it sent to me by one of my guys down in Tempe uh, this morning. That's how I found out about it. Mm. And I'm sick of these people getting on social media and doing things that you wouldn't do in person. And so I just wanted to put it out there and and localize it, personalize it. This is a kid who lost his father at age 10 to a car accident. Go look at the one I sent where I saw it. You know, he put uh, when he made his commitment and he's crying. He wants to make his, make his father proud. Uh, did he target? Sure. And did he pay a penalty? Sure. I don't know. I've been told he's, he was cocky as he walked off the field. I don't know about that. Maybe he did. Maybe he didn't. I don't know. But uh, still, personalize it. In the, and you're an adult, and he's a kid. These are college kids. We need to take college football 
just a little less serious. Have fun with it. Have all the fun you want, but take it a little less serious, please. So we'll get into that because I, I def- definitely think it's a, a discussion worth having and has been had uh, online a lot today. So we've got a lot on tap, college football uh, as well. But let's get to the split story of the day and talk about the game last night. Two guys, two topics, two, two, two. two opinions. You talk, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5-1280 The Zone it is. and The Zone Sports Network. One minute to play, Jazz by two. Jazz, I'm Crowd not- to their feet, Donovan driving, at Gallinari, spider spins, floats, misses, own rebound, follow up and in. The relentless competitiveness the kid, Donovan Mitchell. Donovan barking out signals. Watch Royce O'Neal on the other side. He's got Ingles in one corner. Conley in the left corner. Donovan drives. Attacks Adams. Rises. Fires. Hits. Oh, Donovan Mitchell. Don't do me like that. You still feel the sense that there's more space for you to work with now? And and then, uh, not to be critical of previous, I'm just saying now on the floor. I mean, it's it's funny, you know, I think, you know, it makes the reads a little bit easier, you know. Like I said, not to be critical of guys over here. I love those guys, you know, they play hard, but it's just Boyan shot, what, 37% from three, and Mike shot about 36, you know, and then you have Royce, who's consistently building his percentage, and you have Joe out there, and then the Rudy threat. So it it makes makes my life easier, making the right play, making the right decision, you know, supposedly trying to force things. All right, PK, the Jazz start the season off 1-0. They beat the Thunder last night at Vivint Smart Home Arena 100-95. to it, it was not the prettiest of games, and I don't know what reaction you got this morning from Jazz fans, but I actually thought there were a lot of positives, uh, starting with Rudy Gobert and his defense specifically at the rim. And Ben Anderson had an interesting stat last night in the postgame that they only attempted, uh, Oklahoma City that is, only attempted four corner threes. So if your defensive concept is to defend against the corner three and defend against the rim, I mean, that's that's about as well as you could play. So and then Donovan Mitchell was just magic, especially in the fourth quarter. It was all sorts of great things. A, they won the game. That's the most important right. thing. Uh, B, they won in a game when Mike Cantley couldn't hit a shot. You know, one of 16. That's great news. Got my see. He wasn't making shots. Can't. Got it, Lee. Can't Lee. You got it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Little wordplay. I thought Gordon was out today. <laughs> and how about this, Bojan? They call him Bogey. I unleashed this this morning. I unveiled Uh-oh. it. Oh. When he hits a three, triple bogey. Triple bogey. Yeah. Hey, but that implies something negative in. Uh... Not in this world. Okay. Not in. Not in hoop. In you. Well, in you, it's your your handicap. Triple bogey. Oh like, well, uh... maybe even worse than that. <laughs> And then he turns around, and he does it in his accent. I will break you. <laughs> Got all fired up. Look at you. The the hamster's really turning in there, isn't it? Well, this was this morning. I've got all all day. <laughs> Emmanuel Moody, Moody, Moody he played was terrific. great. So there was all sorts of positives. But, you know, that's the first game, and there's a million way, uh, miles to go. But you can say that a million miles for everybody. You know, this is uh, October 23rd. It was their first game. It just has an opportunity to be a fun ride and see how far this thing can go. Not just this year, but next year, too, because pretty much everybody will come back, I would think. 
Yeah, I agree. And I heard you talking about that this morning. I, I thought, you know, looking at Donovan Mitchell, who ultimately I think was the story of the game, I mean, especially awesome. from a from a positive standpoint. But absolutely, you know, he's still this team's best offensive player, regardless, sure. regardless of the rest of the, the additions they he's made in the offseason. Most dynamic, which is what they're going to need in the fourth quarter of games that get close or like last night where they trail a little bit going into the fourth quarter. And maybe somebody like Mike Conley doesn't have it going, but it's got to be Donovan, who's the cornerstone, who's got to lift him to victories like that. And I, I think that's something that experience brings, but it's certainly something we saw last night. And I think that's a huge positive. And Tony Parks is questioned there as far, you know, and I realize you don't want to rip anybody, but R- Rubio and Favors are making millions playing NBA hoop. They can handle it. Their strength is not hitting open perimeter shots. You don't really have to guard them. And that, that, then they have a place in this NBA, and they'll have a place, in place when they get done in the NBA, they'll never have to work again. So they belong in the NBA for sure. But it, their strength was not hitting open shots. So you don't have to apologize for it or tiptoe around it. You're not ripping somebody when necessarily, I don't think, when you just say you've got better shooters this year. So that creates more space. That's why they made the moves. So acknowledge it. Don't be afraid to acknowledge the obvious. Those guys weren't as good as shooters. And even though Conley was one of 16 and putting up a bunch of bricks, you still have to respect him. You still have to guard him. You have to account for him. And the great thing about it with Conley, as he's one for 16, well, as he's one for 12, when it comes time to the 13th shot, did he hesitate? No. Fired up. One for 14. Hesitate? No. Fired up. Those things will fall over time. He's a proven commodity. But you have to account for him. And that's going to give Mitchell some space to do what he does. And now, as he gets better and matures even as more so as a player he's going to be dynamic i think that what were they saying uh what were some comparisons Dwayne wade and then i thought hey, man, that's a little crazy but now i you, you, you got to think it i think whatever damon lillard is i think mitchell can be better who now let's throw that out to our listeners hit us up on the on the open mic it's an, whatever damian lillard is donovan mitchell has the potential to be better i think he does Damien's really good. I know. It's not a slight against Damian Lillard by any stretch. Not at all. But I think Mitchell can be better than the standard that Lillard has set for himself. Okay. I, I, I think it's a great opinion. I think he, the, the potential is 100% there. You saw it last night. And last year, um, PK, I, I thought Donovan got a little bit of a, a bum rap from a national narrative standpoint because he was not 100% healthy at the beginning of the year and not even close in the off season. And then we saw what happened in January where he turned it up to, to be one of the better players in the NBA over that, uh, over that stretch when he was healthy and uh, when we, he was ready to go. So I don't, you know, if you want to look at his second year and call it a sophomore, uh, sophomore slump, I, don't, I, I think that's a little bit ridiculous, especially since his points per game went up by nearly four points. I mean, that's well, pretty think, amazing. But, but if he could take the next step from that. Which he will. No doubt about then, it. Then there's no reason that he was be on wrong. the you'd top of everyone's scouting list. And he still should be on the top. He will but be. But the guys who second, third, and fourth are better than the guys who were second, third, and fourth last year. Right. Well, I mean, go football on it. The run to open up the pass, the pass to open up the run. No game plan against Mitchell. He'll let he'll let his teammates score at will, and then they'll have to adjust, and then Donovan takes over. I want him to score at the basket, not necessarily at will. The teammates or Donovan himself? Everybody. Which is exactly what they did last night. Yeah. 
They didn't take very many threes. Uh, what did they take, PK-25? 20, uh, 24 total threes. They were 6-24, which is a really low number for the Jazz over the last couple of years is because they got to the basket all night long. Yeah. And Rudy uh, was, was terrific against Steven Adams, uh, a player that normally Rudy has – you know, had some battles back and forth. That was completely one-sided last mm-hmm. night. And I think that they got guys who can put it on the floor. Moutier, uh, bogey, early, driving. That's great. We know Joe coming around that left side. He can do what he can do. So they got an opportunity to win some ball games, and the, I think it's really important. They don't necessarily have to get off to a great start, but don't get off to a crummy start, man. Stay a few games above five hundred as you get more – uh, ingratiated in what Quinn Snyder and his guys want you to do, and I'm speaking of the collective, not of the individual. And they'll come. You know? It's, it's not going to be easy, though. I mean, I'm not going to go nuts that they beat Oklahoma City, but I'd rather have it be this way. I don't like it when the ending is already known at the beginning, and I'm looking at you, Golden State, the last few years. Now this thing is wide open. You have a shot, but so do they do, they do, they do, they do, they do, and they do. So that that as a fan, which is really all I am as a fan, that is intriguing to me. I love good competition. And I got it last night. That's great. As a fan, I got my money's worth. I thought what Joe said about Oklahoma City was was um, uh, interesting because the the thing is is they should be in tank mode, rebuilding around Shea Gilgis Alexander. That's what they should be doing. But they've got to, they've got too much talent. They're going to be in the middle of the road. I'm not saying they're going to be a playoff team, but they'll certainly beat some teams. They're going yeah. to win some games because Chris Paul. We Ben said this on the post game show last night. He's 100 percent right. Chris Paul is the worst contract in the league. He is. I mean, he's got three more years. Uh, he's making an incredible amount of money. He's a burden on the salary cap of any team that he's on. But don't let that fool you into he's done. Done. Like Carmelo Anthony done, especially at the beginning of the year. Chris Paul played pretty well yesterday, yes. and and he, and they're he knows gonna how to play. and they're gonna win some ball games because of him. Stephen Adams is a good player. They're gonna win some games because of him. You uh, you talked about Gallinari. I mean, Gallinari played well at times last night. If he's on the floor, he's gonna help you win games. And then Gilgis Alexander is a good player. So uh, Oklahoma City was not Memphis. No, oh, no, 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 not at all. So that's actually a pretty good team to start out with, wouldn't you think? Especially if you beat them. Yeah, they're 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 okay. They, I don't, I can see them would being you, around five hundred. I don't think they can trade Chris Paul, but they've got to be dying to to scramble away from him, uh, right? Dan, yeah, Steve, Steven, Steven Adams. What, what's going to happen? We didn't think that Chris Paul could be traded, and they traded him, which is still still just blows my mind. Uh, uh, what's that guy's name? Is it Presty? Is Sam Presty. Mm-hmm. Who knows what he's got up his sleeve? He has been creative in the past. Yeah, he needs a win though. It's been a it's been a while since he's had a W down there in OKC. And they're a small market team. Uh, well, he's been dealt some blows, but right. At least they can put out a halfway decent team. They're not going to be Philly of a few years back. They're not going to be Phoenix of the last ten years. I wouldn't think. Your boy Rubio looked pretty good yesterday for the Suns. I, I said when he was a free. I knew he wasn't coming back. I said. All last year, he belonged in Phoenix. Well, they were dying for a point guard. Yeah, and he's not great, but he's a thousand times better than anything they had. Well, he'll make those other guys better. For sure. Yeah, had 11 assists, didn't he? Yeah, uh, not to go back in the conversation too far, but you were talking about uh, Rubio and Favors making millions. They also both found really good spots for themselves. I agree. In New Orleans, they're dying for for exactly what Derek brings to the table, and uh, David Griffin has loved him for years. We've known that. He's a great fit. Uh, and so he's both in, of those guys are great in, fits for where, yeah, they're, where they are. They're in better fits than where they were. 
All right, uh, joining us now from Homie. We're live here, homie.com. Emily is with us once again on the big Hello. show. First of all, it is it is great to see you. We always love Thank coming you. out here. You guys, uh, you guys are the best. Thank you. It's great to have you. I love when you guys come by. And you're you're a really fun, great company because you're kind of reinventing how something out there is done. And and we the you know I, I guess consumer maybe for lack of a better word the client uh, we're the ones who benefit with thousands of dollars. Oh, totally. Yeah, we're disrupting the real estate market, and the consumer wins every single time. Saves thousands of dollars and. We're not pocketing all that. So it's a great win-win for everyone. And people out there probably think, oh, you know, it's kind of a, it's a tech company. It's, it's just an app. I'm going to have to do all the work. I don't know what I'm doing. I mean, this would be mm-hmm. me because I yeah. would have no clue of what I'm doing. And that just simply is not the case. That is not the case at all. Yes, we have an app. Yes, we use technology and that's how we can slash the prices. But you are not alone. You get a dedicated team and an agent the entire time. You have experts helping you the whole way. So it's full service at a discounted rate. And uh, people think... Uh, uh, or the kind of the, the change that you've made is you've got many of your agents doing, you know, things as the process goes, whereas a normal realtor, uh, they do what I've heard you guys say before, six, seven houses a year. What's yeah, the average? It's Something about like six that. or seven a year. Y- your agents are doing like a, way more. A year, <laughs> yeah. which sounds like a lot and they might be too busy, but they're not because they are doing just the contract part. They're doing just the paperwork. Our marketing team takes care of building, listing and marketing it. Um, you know, we've got it segmented into teams and our specifics. So you do get experts doing the part of the process they know. So our agents can focus on the agent part. Im- but the improving the process. Yes. Improving the process, which totally is where all it. where is all the savings is coming from, whether mm-hmm. you're you're buying a home or listing your home. Yep. And we also do loans and titles. So we're just stacking savings upon savings. Just putting it together. Yep. One stop shop. Just doing great things around here. <laughs> we're trying to. All right. Homey.com. And we're going to do a little promo code today. I yes, understand. Yes, we are. If you use the code the zone. When you're listing your house on homie.com, you can save $100 off your listing fee. All right. Making it $1,400 instead of $1,500 total, but only $99 up front with the promo code. So, Perfect. All yeah. right. Take advantage of that. Homie.com, promo code The Zone. Emily, thank you very much. Thank you very much. More of the big show with PK coming up next 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is DJ and PK. Tim Brando, play-by-play broadcaster for Fox Sports. He's going to be calling the Cal-Utah game. You don't want to go into a game thinking you know everything that's going to happen because you know you might get crossed up. But right now, do you really think you're going to get crossed up? Wounded bears are dangerous, right? I see what you did there. We've seen this happen before. When you've got a game as important as the game with Washington lying ahead, you just have to live in the here and now. This is one of those classic traps. Utah's got to find a way to not read tea leaves and not have the noise get in the way of their heads and get in the way of their thinking in preparation of this game. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10. Presented by WCF Insurance. Reminding you to be careful out there. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. and 1280 The Zone. You want to introduce the band of the day today, PK? Jack Johnson. I like Jack Johnson. He's, he's somebody who I have always wanted to see in person but never have. 
And now we, I don't think he tours as much, obviously, anymore. Uh, but it's uh, brought to you by Live Nation Concerts. Buy concert tickets and get the latest tour news and artist insight at LiveNation.com. Also want to remind you to visit the Ford Fan Zone on level 6 of the arena where there are free Papa Shot games, cornhole, and foosball tables. Enjoy incredible city and mountain views while relaxing, enjoying food and drink, taking in the game, and socializing with friends. Uh, PK, today it's become uh, controversial to say the least, uh, a Ute fan, and, and set this up, a Ute fan direct messaged on Twitter a player from Arizona State, the player that hit Zach Moss. Evan Fields is his name. And ball player. did this. Now, from what I could tell on the timestamps, this was like the next day. That's what I've been told. It was at, Sunday. At 1, it says, the timestamp says 149. So yeah. this is, this wasn't some drunken Just got home from church DM <laughs> being uh, not that it would matter actually but immediate reaction after the game this is somebody who cooled off and still decided to make this decision I just want to make that yeah after clear. Zach Moss came back in the game I mean, targeting happens I'm not excusing it I thought the Devils lost their composure and didn't play a clean game for sure Herm, Herm Edwards obviously apologized yeah so he thought then this guy supposedly is a dentist up in Heber City Adam something or other. And uh, he thought it was appropriate to go after the player. And the player's mother went public with it. You know, you bleeping piece of bleep. and uh, I, can, I can read it for you. If bleep, like. bleep off and die or something. He, I, says, I read it this uh, he says, you piece of bleep. Yeah. Go bleep yourself and die yeah. for targeting Zach Moss. You were pissed for getting ejected, but you should be pissed for being such a worthless pile of bleep. Yeah. He thought that was appropriate to go ahead and send that to the, the youngster who... Thought that, that was a good idea. Lost his father at age 10 to an automobile accident. Which is something you pointed out today that I did not uh, mm-hmm. I did not realize. One of the many reasons I follow at P.K. Kinahan. Uh, he responded, he says, Okay, Dr. Proctor, I'll be sure to let everyone know how you feel about me. And then kind of outed the guy as a as a dentist. Oh, is that was his last name? Heber. Uh huh. Oh, yeah. And and by the way, since uh, the good doctor has ta- taken down yeah. all of his <laughs> social media, so I, I don't see how as an that. adult you can get that much into college football with, see, with kids running around playing a game. I don't. I don't understand that fun. either. I okay. So we. We're in you and I. We we are in a place where we benefit from passion around sports, and that it's awesome. And hopefully, sure. we help generate some. And it's part of what makes this market really, really cool because there is a really passionate college football market. Yeah, yeah. It's a really passionate NBA it. market. It, yeah. I mean, we we talked with soccer as well. Don't forget about the manifesto. We uh, <laughs> we. You know, we love talking to fans every day. And yep, and you yep. know what? I don't even – and I know you feel the same way. I don't even mind fans disagreeing with me or arguing with me. It doesn't matter. In fact, it's part of kind of what I like about, sports, this, for about sure. this job. But then there's this dark corner of folks yeah. that have a really loud microphone all of a sudden. And it just – you know what it does? It makes everybody look bad. You read me the – you you read me the response um, – that I got that, that you got the negative response of the guy uh, telling you to to grow up or whatever. That yeah. guy, you look bad too. Yeah. Everybody looks bad with with these incidents, and I realize it's an isolated one person. But you heard from your guys in uh, in Phoenix about it this morning. They're That's talking about, about it, it yeah. in in Phoenix. It makes every resident of this beautiful yeah. city and state look terrible. So why should you care? Because you look bad. 
Yeah, I got somebody. Of course, they just have a nickname. Not your place to call out this as an ASU fan. Makes you look dumb. A local media member trying to create a war over an isolated incident. Grow up. No, it just means you're paying, <laughs> you're paying attention. Oh, it's uh, and it's important enough that Mark Harlan responded to it, and I I think I don't think it was necessary. I suppose for him to do it, but Harlan, I think it's I appreciate a, that he did. I exactly. Yeah. Oh, he I, put out a statement. He says we strongly condemn the behavior of the individual who directed such hatred toward an Arizona State student athlete. There is no place for such behavior from anybody who represents Utah athletics directly or indirectly. On behalf of all Utes, I want to offer my apologies to Evan, his family, athletic director Ray Anderson, head coach Herm Edwards, and the Arizona State football program. We have already begun to look into the identity of the individual to immediately address this behavior. We encourage all who support the Utes to be respectful and civil in demonstrating their support. Utah Athletics will not tolerate behavior that expresses such hatred. And I appreciate what he's saying there. It's a football game. Don't don't do that. And it, and it has to be pointed out. It's very very few. It is the small 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 minority. But you know, Gordon Monson in his day, if you were a columnist, you were like one of two people in the community who had an, an avenue to voice your opinion. Well, that's one of the reasons why newspapers are in the tank is everybody's got an avenue now to voice your opinion. So everybody's a columnist. There's no single person who dominates anything with opinions. Everything is opinion driven. And now with the social media, everybody's got an avenue to go out and spout out whatever they want. And that's great. But it's got to be done responsibly. And I didn't bring it up. It could have been any school. I couldn't care less that it was the Devils. It's the it's a football game, guys. I don't get that worked up, win or lose. It's a football game. I'm too old. I've been in the business too long. My point was this is what's going on in social media. And people who do this in social media need to be exposed. It doesn't matter who they are or where they're, what their loyalties are. It needs to be exposed that this is what's going on so we can all be better as far as cleaning it up. College kids, man. You went after a college kid like that. I can't find any justification over a football game, a tackle. And the refs took care of it. They kicked him out. Yeah, justice was served. Yeah. I mean, your guy, your offensive lineman against Oregon State had a – an offensive lineman had a targeting call. How many times did you see that? And he was ejected in the first half. I don't know. Did some Oregon State fan go after her? Probably not. Not that any fan base is any better than the other, because I also don't believe that. I think they're all in the same. And 99.999 Infinity 9 are just fine. And they take it for what it's worth. And they have fun when your team wins. And if your team loses, eh, well, that's the way it goes. There's a game next week. Well, and, and these, I mean, to your point about social media, it's a blessing and a curse, right? Who's your who's your go-to country celebrity these days? As far as? I don't know. Uh, who are you two? Still Kenny? You still travel? musical with, group? Yeah. Yeah, we'll uh, use Kenny. Kenny Currington. We'll use Kenny Chesney as an example. You could, on Twitter... Tweet at Kenny Chesney. Send him a communication that uh, right. professes your undying love. And there's at least a decent chance Kenny will at very least see that message. Uh-huh. I mean, it, 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 before, you couldn't voice your outrage and directly confront somebody, let alone anom- anonymously. Right. So now, I mean, these these kids are on, on Twitter. And I don't like calling college kids kids, but these young people are on Twitter and Instagram and all this stuff because they think it's fun and it's what they've done and it's what they oh, do. It's, it's it, sure. part of life. Uh, and as a result, they're exposing themselves to this type of behavior. And it's it's terrible. It, it's absolutely terrible. 
You know, it, it's pretty cool that you could tell Kenny Chesney what you're a big fan of uh, or that you're a big fan of him. And that's a great part about social media. But there's that downside where yeah. ugly behavior just gets magnified and it's terrible. And and people, I mean, people who people listen to feed into it and it just gets worse from there. And this is just a horrible, and I'm horrible not, example. I'm not embarrassed for Ute fans. I'm embarrassed for this person. I'm embarrassed for everybody because I don't think you fans do this. I think it's a oh, small, I don't think so either. Small minority. I don't think so either. Very I, I'm, small. I'm not less than one percent. I'm not saying I blame you fans, not but I, it makes it makes you fans look bad. I yeah, I don't it know does. that it does. It I, does. It makes you fans. It makes you. I maybe most, that's not most, lasting. Most but. people realize this is just an idiot. Well. Anyway, we're talking but about it. We Mark Harlan every, thinks it's, it's Well, because it represents to, his university. Right. So, I mean, he's a representative of the university. I'm not. So he has a different stature. And well, go ahead and cut it off. Bring, I wanted to bring attention to it for all of us. Every fan out there, whatever allegiance you have for all of us. It just so happened that it was my school versus their school. But that's irrelevant to the situation. That it's like bullying. We would, if we saw any bullying, we would try to call attention to the bully. And there's no fandom involved. So people, and we benefit greatly. I've benefited financially for years from this for folks who get excited about sports. So I'm grateful. But what I'm talking about is keep it in perspective. If the Utes win the South and go to the Rose Bowl, it's a heck of a lot of fun. And I'll be right there, and I'd love to see it. But if they don't, then still cheer them on and try to do it again next year, whatever it might be. Keep it in perspective for what it's supposed to be. It's entertainment. That's what it's about. It's entertainment. No more, no less. I, I, felt, uh, I felt for you the other day. I heard you talking about what did, what did you do that got you Ute fans so worked up and you uh, decided to step aside from your mentions? I was listening oh, to my gosh. The they other were day. just – this is probably three weeks ago. Yeah. yeah they're so vicious. And I looked, I looked back through your mentions to see what you were, uh, you were putting up with, and it's terrible. Right. It's terrible. And it, it goes so far beyond somebody disagreeing with your opinion. Right. Disagree all you want. Bring that on. Don't get so personal. And, and actually – to be honest with you, and, and we could go through the Twitter handles, uh, and I'm sure you'd agree with me. We have some really great listeners that interact with us that disagree all the time, and we that that interact with us. All oh, the for time. sure, a Ute fan by the name of Jeff Dart. I don't know that I've ever met him. Yeah, I know what you're talking but about. He tweeted at me, and we had a nice conversation, direct messaging back and forth. And I told him he's a hardcore fan. He conducts himself appropriately. He's earned the right to voice his opinion. And I normally don't go back and forth with fans on Twitter. I don't and that's why I went. In fact, I never do. But I did a direct message because I said I respect that man. I don't, I don't think I've met him, but I respect him. I'm aware of him because we have interaction over the years. I've been doing this almost 18 years. And he's the type of fan that I want to be associated with. Be a fan. Have it in proper respect. And he's hard, hardcore from what I understand. And we had a nice conversation. And and I respect him as a fan. They should hold him up as what a fan is all about. Right. I heard your boy Rick the Dishwasher on the other day. I mean, he always generates a reaction because he's, you know, not, a fan, not afraid to go out on a limb. Uh, but he's, he's always respectful. Sometimes. Respectful. Oh, I think he's 99% spec respectful. We have a little fun. But, yeah, he has an opinion right. on the jazz it's and the fine. Ute's which is Let's fine. hear it. Let's he's hear not, it. He's not telling a kid yeah. to go die. I mean, that's just awful. 
It's so bad. And uh, uh, I love our, our friend Sven on Twitter, speaking of somebody that interacts with us often. He says, uh, you know it's bad when Wyoming fans are going, whoa, dude, too far. And I always thought Wyoming fans got a bad rap. Did you? Because I've been to Laramie a hundred times in football and basketball, and it was so few. And so – and all the – I saw it over and over again. I thought that they – Wyoming fans always got a bad rap. And that's what happens, a few. I actually enjoyed going to Laramie. The, sometimes in the weather and basketball was rough. But the fan base and the passion of the Wyoming fan base, I actually miss that because I don't go up there anymore. Well, we can go down this road some other Although time. Although Utah goes there next year, I think, right? They do. Yeah. But uh, well, it, make a return visit. It's a little bit of the downside of independence is they're not playing all these schools are so familiar. Well, with yeah, and, it, and, and are Utah leaving? Sure. I mean, but I do miss that about the old days, I guess. It was fun at the Point City Bowl. Seeing a horse out there, yeah. being in the airport with Wyoming fans. Yeah. I felt young again. Vital. Alive. Uh, let's see our, uh, our boy Aaron on Twitter. I just want to address this real quick. He says, I think even Cougar fans with their limited reading comprehension and critical thinking abilities understand that this was an isolated incident, even considering it was a Ute fan. Fair enough. But I, I'm talking about like from a PR perspective, am I not making sense on what? this? That everybody looks bad because that, that I don't guy think everybody did looks this. Bad. It, it's in the similar perspective as the, of when, uh, the Golden State Warriors pop off about no nightlife in, in Salt Lake City. It just It's not true. What are you talking about? We've got bad. multi microbreweries here. We've got – I mean, I would have taken the whole time yesterday to name all those microbreweries. We're cool. Not all of us are Mormons. We're okay. Come, people, come. You're talking about Salt Lake City's mayor now that uh, was at the press conference yesterday? A Sun Devil. She is a sun devil. I've heard you talk about that before. <laughs> we do have fine, fine microbreweries The first that is open true. sun devil mayor of Salt Lake City. It really is quite the, <laughs> the achievement for her. Had a little bit of a political agenda there. That's fine. A tad. We'll have more coming up next. Stay tuned. We're live from Homie. Uh, Patrick Kinahan filling in for Gordon Monson today. The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 of The Zone. This is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. The day and moment of reckoning is nigh. The lies can no longer be told. The truth shall be known and reported. Tony Parks, how tall are you not? Eric Walden and Andy Larson, uh, they are not letting me leave this room right now until this is uh, handled. Okay, yeah, it is It is time. I am ready uh, to be measured. I am standing with my back up against the wall. This extreme measuring tape uh, that they have out there, it is super professional. My official height, 5'7 and 5'16. 5'7 and 5'16. You know what that's not? 5'1 or 5'2. So there you go. All the jokes? Yeah, put them aside. Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Mm, How we used to be just good friends wouldn't give me none. But all I wanted was some Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Want to remind you to join us coming up on Friday from 3 to 6 at the grand opening of Robin Sports. 
110 West Center Street up there in Bountiful. Also on Friday, Hanson Scotty, noon to 3, they're going to be out at the warehouse for Football Fridays at the Orem location, 85 East University Parkway. Prices so low, it will blow your mind. Coming up here uh, at the top of 4 o'clock hour, we're going to hear from Mike Pulaski. He's the color analyst for the Cal broadcast. And then at the top of the 5 o'clock hour, I was down to practice today. We'll let you hear all the sound uh, that we got. We talked to uh, Coach Snyder. We talked to Rudy Gobert. And uh, we also had a chance to talk to Royce O'Neal, who certainly flourished in the starting lineup last night, PK. That's for sure. Yeah, if he can give him anything close to that, that's a major addition. You know what? It's going to be useful having him in the starting lineup as games like tomorrow night when they have to take on LeBron. Let Royce go take that tough defensive assignment right out of the gate. But if he can contribute like that offensively, too. So we'll talk uh, a little Cow Bears football coming up right around the corner. And, of course, we'll talk Utah Jazz basketball throughout the day. PK filling in for Gordon today. We are live from Homie. Check them out, homie.com. And our friend Emily joins us once to, uh, once again. And uh, is it true? Are you guys number one, number numero uno? Yes, we are. We're number one in listings um, for brokerages for the state of Utah. So that's huge. That is huge. You guys have grown so much. We've grown a ton, and we're saving people so much money. That's the coolest part about growing is that it's not like we're just some crazy company who's taking all the money. We're actually helping people, and we're helping lots of people. And the way you've done it, uh, too, by kind of streamlining everything with with homie loans and titles, and Mm -hmm. you're just making it easier for folks and saving them money at the same time. Yeah, it's pretty cool because in the real estate process, you usually get dinged with crazy fees all along the way. When you're selling, buying, doing your title, your loans – we even now do home insurance and auto. And so because of that, when you use us, it's a one-stop shop, but we also save you money all along the way and don't hit you with crazy fees on top of fees. Which is amazing. Yeah. And, of course, you do the, the listings. Uh, you'll help uh, folks sell or buy homes. That's mm-hmm. kind of your bread and butter, and yeah. uh, you do better than everybody else. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. We sure try to do better than everybody else. And I think, you know, our reviews say that we do. We have tons of happy customers. Um, and we're also always trying to change. We didn't just start with one business model and just stick to that. You know, we're constantly evolving, trying to make it better for the clients, better for the people out there. Um, our buyer's process, you know, is great. We've, we started out one way and now we're even trying to evolve even better, use tech, make it faster and more simple to request a tour and go see homes with no pressure. Check them out, homie.com. And we're doing a little promo code today, saving our listeners some extra money. Yeah. Saving you on top of the RG savings, a hundred dollars when you use the code, the zone, when you list on homie.com. Homie.com, promo code DOESZONE. Save that money. Thanks, Emily. Thank you so much. All right. We're talking to Mike Pulaski, Cal Color Analyst, coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This, this, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. BYU fans, they got sick of hearing me say, extend Kalani. After the USC win, I was vocal. After the Tennessee win, I was vocal. You know, the South Florida and Toledo losses, those are ugly losses. There's no question about it. They're hideous. But this win against a 14-ranked Boise State team, it demands a little bit of conversation. Now you've got to win over two top 25 teams. Got to win against an SEC team. I look at this game the same way I looked at the Stanford game for Utah. Kyle Whittingham up at the podium, and they ask him what kind of a win does this mean for the program? And he said, unless we add on to it and we build from it, it means nothing. Yeah. A loss to Liberty, a loss to UMass, even a loss to Utah State in two weeks. And it kind of just takes a Sharpie marker right through that win. Catch Hans and Scotty every day from noon to three. Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.